Hey y'all, today's episode focuses on the mental health of black women. Black women are less likely to seek mental health help than their white peers and are often misjudged or overdiagnosed. There are also other reasons, such as the rocky relationship between the medical community and black people, mental health stigma, and a lack of services in area where black people tend to live. Moving on to the questions though, the first question comes from Rebecca. Please remember that all names used in this podcast are fictionalized due to anonymity. I think I'm going crazy. Last week, my friend told me that I should go see a psychologist. When we met, I told her that over the past few years, it's been like I'm piloting my body from the backseat of a car and like I've been like out of control. It's like I've become a different person. She took a short pause before telling me that seeing a psychologist would be a good idea, and I got angry at her. All these thoughts were racing through my mind like, why did she think that I needed to see a psychologist and I'm not one of those crazy people? It didn't make any sense to me. But now that I'm seeing it clearly, I've been off for a while. For example, I've been blowing up on people. Last Saturday, my mom was taking too long to explain the plot of a book to me and I shouted at her to either get it all out right now or to shut the hell up. I promise I'm not a violent person or an angry one. Before this, I was very chill and a go with the tide type of person, but I don't want to see someone about this. I'm not crazy, so I shouldn't need to see someone over this problem that I'm having. I should be able to solve it myself. What should I do? Hey, Rebecca. First off, I don't want to call you crazy because you're definitely not. In fact, I personally think that we should end using the word crazy to describe people at all. People aren't crazy. Sometimes there are people who are having very personal problems that they're struggling with or are having some off days. I wish you were face to face to ask more questions about what sort of reactions you've been having, but from what you've written, it seems like it would be a great idea to visit a psychologist. What I want to do in the time that I have is make the idea of seeing a psychologist less scary. First, many people go to see psychologists. Seeing a psychologist doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, but sometimes means that there are things you need to talk about and talk through with someone who is a professional. Psychologists are specifically trained for eight years or more to root through conversations that help you learn new things about yourself. If you think you need help, psychologists can definitely help you figure out why. Also, psychologists tend to listen first, then talk, meaning that they don't diagnose you within first glance but they take the time to get to know you, who you are, what your motivations are, and eventually what problem you're having. None of this is to say that you're incapable of fixing your problems yourself, but psychologists help speed along that process in a safe space where everything you say and do is confidential. If you wanna cry, no one except the psychologist will know. If you want to scream and shout, only the psychologist will know you did. If you want to talk, the psychologist is the only one who will hear that conversation. All this is to say, try looking into talking to a psychologist. You won't find the right one for you immediately, or maybe you will, but in good time, you'll have someone who's wholly open to understanding and helping you. Now we'll take a break for the music selection of today.
Welcome back, y'all. This next question is from Heather. My last year of college, I had a sort of tiny breakdown, which landed me in the mental hospital, which wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad experience. The food was pretty good. We always had water and the people were also nice. At first, I was hesitant to go. I had walked into the counseling center at my school, skipping my first and only class of the day and was sitting in the office of some random counselor. She was very pretty and had shoulder length brown hair that shimmered in the lamplight. Her voice was soft as she asked me what was going on and I was in the middle of a breakdown. So I was shaking and stuttering, just trying to say, I don't know, I don't know. She then asked why I was in her office and I stuttered out that I guess I needed to be checked into a mental hospital. I had had this conversation before with my official on campus counselor and psychiatrist. Despite seeing them at different times, both of them took one look at me and asked how I felt about being hospitalized. At the same time, I scoffed at the idea. I was fine. Sure, I was shaking and having a hard time eating, but that was a normal part of the stress of a college student, right? Apparently it's not. So that's why I ended up in that pretty lady's office. I should have remembered her name, but also if I said her name, people would find out who I am. So, well, anyway, she called campus police so they could drive us over to the hospital that our university partners with. I was uncomfortable at first because you know campus police likes to harass the black people on campus and I've been accosted by one of them before. But it was a quick and short drive. I got signed in. I had basically given up all my items except the clothes on my back and they sat me down and took a picture of me. Then they released me into the open area where there were six other people. I've been rambling though, so I should get to the point of my letter. How do I tell my parents that I spent three days in a mental hospital? My parents are the typical super strict black parents and have always told me that I wasn't working hard enough. And when I tried to tell them that I was diagnosed with depression, they laughed and said that they wouldn't be paying for my meds as depression wasn't real. So I've been working two jobs on top of going to school. I guess you could say that it was my ambitious of me to work two jobs while going to school, LOL. Anyway, Should I even tell my parents? It's not like college is like high school where they tell your parents about the days that you've missed. Please help me figure this out. Hey Heather, you have got a big secret and I don't know how you've kept it to yourself for this long. I've been hospitalized before, so I definitely understand that process. However, before I was shipped off, so to say, I called my parents and told them that I was going in. Now, if I was able to keep my phone in the hospital, I wouldn't have told them either because their reaction was terrible. They begged me not to go. Think about what people will say. How you take care of your schoolwork. How can you do this to us? Not a single word asking me about how I was doing or why I decided to go to the hospital. I suppose that your parents would have had the same reaction as mine. More about them than you. So I can see why you didn't tell them. But how did you avoid them finding out when the hospital took away your phone. I mean, there's a phone in the hospital, but wouldn't they question the number that you were calling them from? Not to bog you down with questions, I'm supposed to be answering yours, but would it hurt your parents if you kept it a secret from them? I mean, 
eventually it would have come out. Everything always comes out in the wash to be completely honest, whether that's during an argument or just a little fun fact during Christmas dinner. I don't want to advise you to hide it unless it would put you in danger, but consider bringing it up on a chill day where y'all are hanging out. However, I'd only do it once I had my own place and would be able to leave if things got heated. Once you tell them, they'll have to accept that it happened at some point. They can't run from the truth forever. Thanks for your question. This final question is from Jackie. A few years ago, my mother passed away and since then I've been trying to deal with the fallout. No one in my family wants to talk about how she died or why she died, but I know that it's holding us back from moving forward with our lives. So recently, I've been going to counseling. My psychologist is a nice woman. She's soft-spoken, but really knows how to get you to understand what's going on. In fact, she helped me realize that it's not my burden to hold the family together in my mother's place, and ever since then, I found that conversations with my siblings and other relatives have gone smoother. The problem is that the psychiatrist she recommended to me, who is a good friend of hers, seems to be racist. I don't like to throw that word around, but I've heard stories from other black women on how he never prescribes a medicine with more than one refill as some people get addicted to medicine easily, or how some women who have been pre-diagnosed were being told that there was nothing wrong with them. I haven't brought this up with my psychologist though, as they're good friends. Should I tell her about the problems I'm having or should I just look for a new psychiatrist? Hey Jackie, I'm sorry to hear about the passing of your mother. I'm sorry to say that I'm sorry because I know sorry doesn't bring your mother back, but I hope that it provides some comfort during this time. I'm glad to hear that you're comfortable interacting with your family now though. I lost my grandfather a few years ago and the only thing that got me through was my family. Despite our differences, the only thing that brought us together was that we all deeply loved one man and wanted to honor his memory as best as we could through kindness to each other. So I offer up to remember kindness and care when dealing with some of your difficult family members. Onto the topic at hand though, I'm hearing that you're having difficulties with your psychiatrist and struggling to deal with the fact that he's close friends with your psychologist. You haven't written the struggles that you've personally had with the psychiatrist, but I understand the struggles of the other women that you've mentioned. In fact, I have friends who have dealt with psychiatrists like this before. One of my friends went to see a psychiatrist and he refused to diagnose her because he believed that she was making things up in her mind. Then, once she got a second opinion from another psychiatrist, she was formally diagnosed. Once she found a psychologist to help her work through some of the events of her life that built up to her diagnosis, her psychologist recommended the first psychiatrist she had seen. Hoping that things would be different this time around, she went back to see him, and again, he told her that nothing was wrong. When she brought up her diagnosis, he stated that it couldn't be correct and refused to prescribe her medicine. My friend returned to her psychologist and told her what happened, and her psychologist simply advised her to find a new psychiatrist on her own then, not acknowledging what happened. I have a bunch of different horror stories from other friends too, but I told this story to say that there are many professionals, specifically medical professionals, who refuse to believe black women. It's why black women are more likely to die while giving or after birth. It's just a simple fact that black women are told that there's nothing wrong with them and when it's brought up to other professionals, it's not talked about. So I advise you to find a new psychiatrist and if your psychologist happens to bring it up, just tell her that you were uncomfortable with the work ethic of the previous psychiatrist. If she pushes you to expand, 
You have the choice to refuse to go further as to not jeopardize your relationship with your current psychologist or you can explain what happened. This is entirely up to you though. Read your psychologist and try to guess what her reaction will be to what you will tell her. Thanks again for your letter. So that's it for today. Thank you for checking in and listening and I will see you later. Bye.